All right, folks, thanks for joining us. Another beautiful day here in Colorado Springs, and it's always exciting to start the show off with our hometown hero. We're always surrounded by heroes in this great city, and uh, we have the pleasure of speaking with uh, a military veteran here, Ray Carter. How you doing? Pretty good, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Fantastic. And you woke up nice and early because you're in Hawaii, right? Uh, that is correct. Jeez, oh, Pete, you're not you're not wearing a coat like all of us are, are you? Oh, no, uh, shorts and steel-toed shoes because I'm still going to work. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. So, Ray, why don't you share with the ra- the radio listeners just, you know, how you got involved in the military, what branch you are in, how long you served, all that good stuff. Uh, I ended up going in uh, pre-enlisting in 92, 1992, and I joined the Army. And I chose the uh, Army because I ain't never seen nobody get on no plane. I ain't never been on a boat, and I knew how to run and shoot. So <laughs> I love it. I that is hilarious. <laughs> I blame G.I. Joe for that one. <laughs> That's great. So what town were you living in when you uh, decided to enlist? It was a very small town. Um, it still is. Edwards, Mississippi. Wow. Wow. So what, how did you, I mean, did you just graduate high school and get right in or did you, I mean, tell us a little bit about how that process looked. I signed up while I was still in high school on my last year and I wanted to enjoy my summer, summer break before I actually went in to fully serve. Wow. So right after summer, I went to serve. Good for you. And how, how long uh, did you say, how much time you spend in the military? I did have a, a, a quick break in service because uh, I went to the, the guard, so I okay. guess it's not a break. But uh, it ended up being 26 years. Wow. I think you might have topped everyone off here because we've had quite a few veterans on, and 26 years, I think I think you set the record for the show. You know, I enjoyed it. I, I, I made the most of every situation. And when I could, I, I help motivate and push those to do better. That's that's fantastic. Tell us one thing that you took away from your time serving in the military. Respect each one, everyone equally. Give a go. person a chance to prove themselves. That's great. And don't hold no. I mean, there's no need for us to act like crabs in a bucket. So help people up. Don't hold no one down. Hey, I love that. That works. I mean, that's some good life advice right there. So I I, I shared the knowledge and the experience everywhere I went. That's great, Ray. Well, 26 years is a long time. We appreciate your sacrifice and you fighting for our freedoms. I mean, this is what makes the United States a great place to live is, you know, uh, people like you who say, hey, you know, I will uh, I'll serve and uh, protect us. So we, we really appreciate your time in the service and everything you've done to protect us. Well, thank you. Thank you. It, it is a brotherhood, though. That's the, the one of the best things about it. Because you end up making relationships that last for years, centuries, for in my case, you know, but it, it, it's crazy. That's great. I love it. I love it. So the folks over at Marigolds are going to reach out to you, um, you know, for you and a guest to go up there, enjoy 
a nice meal, um, dinner, wine, dessert, and just as appreciation for everything you've done for us. Well, I thank you. And it's an honor and it's something that if a person is able to do, they should consider trying it because it's well worth the, the time. All right, Ray, we're going to let you go. Enjoy that uh, nice weather in Hawaii. Oh, man, you don't 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 drag me down like that. I got to go out and deal with this sunshine <laughs> and then this cloudy overcast and here and now sprinkles and just it just it's horrible here. It's it's so sad. <laughs> I, I, I'm joking. I, I love, love it. it You're making us feel better, Ray. You're making us feel better. All right. Hey, have a great weekend, Ray. Thanks again for your service. Hey, you have a good weekend as well, and thank you for the call. You got it. All right, folks, make sure you stick around. We're going to be talking a little bit of real estate here, rent control on the docket at the state legislation, and some affordability, right? So you're listening to Justin Hermes here on Cardio News Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, folks, thanks for sticking with us. Boy, that was fun uh, starting off the show there with Ray Carter, 26 years in the army, that's a long time, and uh, he's continuing to, you know, still work for the army as a as a contractor on the outside. So he's continuing his role, which is uh, what we see a lot of people do here after they retire out of the military is continue to serve and be a support. And it is so important. I I just believe that you know we see these, you know, military members in our community just say, hey, thanks, go up, shake their hand, and uh, you know they're really making the sacrifice as well as the families. You know, you think about. The wives, the kids, you know, they're constantly moving, you know, they're at home, you know, why, why the husband may be deployed or the wife may be deployed. And so uh, just something I think we can, you know, all focus on is just, you know, lifting those people up and letting them know we're grateful for their service. So um, we're going to talk a little bit of real estate this morning and uh, stuff that's on the docket up at the state um, level and what they're doing, some of the bills they're looking to pass. And I, I do a show here every Sunday at 1030 and again at 1. And that's what we do. We talk real estate. We help people build passive income, which is which is phenomenal. I've been doing it here in KRDO for the last five to six years. And it's changed my life and it's helped change many of the people I've met through radio, their life, you know, as far as diversifying your income, right? And, and when people think of retirement, we're taught as kids all the way through the school system is, you know, save all your money, put it in a 401k, and you'll be able to retire someday, right? And now that we're experiencing this inflation, you know, the stock market's very volatile, people are starting to think, do I have enough buckets? A lot of people have one one bucket, and I just believe real estate should be one of the three buckets, right? You listen to Dave Ramsey here on the radio, he talks about it all the time. You got to have three buckets. And the great thing about real estate is it's one of the greatest protections against inflation, right? And and people talk also about, well, with the currency, you know, what if we go to crypto, all these different things? Well, the beauty of real estate is your tenant is going to pay you in, in the acceptable form, you know, at the current time. So if things change currency-wise, you're protected as well. So I'm not telling you to take all your money out of your 401k, but it might be time to set some of that money aside or money coming in and get a rental property. And it, I believe in Carter Springs, 100%. I mean, the numbers are there. We're around 700,000 people in El Paso County. We're going to be to 1.2 million by 2050. That is what Titania Bailey over at UC 
CS predicts. That's not just me saying that. The top economists are saying we are going to continue to see growth. So I believe it's a great place to invest here. But if you're going, hey, I might want to invest in Arizona or down in Tennessee, that's great too. But get real estate as part of your portfolio. So if you have questions about that and you know your retirement, maybe keeping your house and renting it instead of selling it when you move to your next house or buying a fourplex. You know, people hear these things, house hacking, maybe buying a house with your kid. Give me a call at 719-232-1063. That's 232-1063. Would love to have the conversation with you. But as these things are on the horizon, I want to bring them up because they are not getting uh, the news attention I believe they should. Because the state legislation right now, they're, you know, they're working on a bill. That looks like it, you know, it will pass. Looks, I would say, probably ninety-five percent chance it does pass, and that is lifting the ban on rent control. Right? We've had a ban on rent control since nineteen eighty-one. Okay, Colorado is one of the thirty-seven states that has a ban on rent control. Denver is already getting their ducks in a row for this because Denver has already said you have to pull a permit by 2024 if you have a long-term rental. So what does that look like, folks? If you own a rental property up in Denver, they're coming to you and saying, you have to pull a permit to have a long-term rental. You have to turn in the lease. We want to have all your information. And why is that? Well, there's some money that can be generated, but more so, they want to have your lease. They want to know the rent, and that is how you start getting the rent control underway. And it is concerning because it is a lot of government involvement in, you know, your your property rights. And we've seen it with the short-term rentals. People said, no way are we going to see these restrictions come into place. You know, six years ago, people said, they'll, they'll never do that. Well, we have done that now. It started with Manitou and then City of Colorado Springs fell right after that, right? You have to be zoned R2. You have to have be without a certain amount of feet from another VRBO, and then you also have to pull a permit. And there's ways around having a short-term rental if you're not zoned R2, but you have to live in it six months out of the year. And so look at all the restrictions that fell into place. And I'm not here to argue whether they're good or bad. I'm just giving you the facts on how fast things accelerated when people thought this will never happen, right? So when the state does this and they lift the ban on rent control, then each municipality can decide whether they want to enforce it or not. And some of the states who've had no, you know, they've lifted this ban on rent control, and some of the states with the most cities that have rent control enacted are New York, New Jersey, California, Maryland. Believe it or not, in a city like San Francisco, I just had a friend of mine who moved back into his rental property. He had to spend $25,000 to move back in, even though the lease was up, because they had to pay relocation for the current tenant that was in there and misplacement fees, and they have to use attorneys to get back in the house that's rightfully theirs. And so it's a very slippery slope. And some may argue that, hey, this is this is great that they're putting in rent control, right? Well, why don't 
you know, the other side says, why don't we let the market naturally correct itself? Because we have 5,000 new apartment units coming online here in Calder Springs over the next 18 months. I'm telling you, the market will correct itself. It already is on the rental side correcting itself. We're already seeing places sit on the market longer. Prices coming down. That's a natural market. I will tell you the negatives. If this rent control comes into place and down the road, I don't think it'd be anything soon that Calder Springs would do this, but say in 10 years, they say we're going to enact rent control. The landlords are going to go, I'm not going to update my property. If I can only raise rent by this amount, I'm not going to paint the property. I'm not going to keep up with it. And then we start getting places that are run down and the developers stop coming in. Why am I going to come here and develop if there's all these restrictions, right? And that's another thing that we constantly see people arguing about is the affordability, right? And the market is naturally correcting itself. You can look right now, folks, we have 2,000 homes on the market when last year at this time we had 250 homes on the market, right? Prices are coming down. You can get a home again for 350000 This is such a great thing for Colorado Springs, and it's a natural market correction. It's a thing of beauty, right? Right now within the city, just banning Lewis alone, there's 24,000 acres that can be developed, right? That accounts for 75% of the, the land that can be developed in Colorado Springs, there's 6,700 acres to develop in Calder Springs core, right? The core of Calder Springs. And so as we hear the arguments for Amera and to annex more land, the top thing is we need more affordability here in Calder Springs. And I do have to question building a house for 500,000, I don't think is solving the affordability issue when people are looking for homes for 350,000. Right, the payment on a house at three hundred thousand with an FHA loan, that is a three percent down loan, three and a half percent down, that payment with tax insurance is still twenty five hundred dollars. Half a million is not helping affordability. And the thing that we have to be careful with is water, because you will see that is an issue. And so Growth, yes, we can grow, but responsible growth and letting the market naturally correct itself when it comes to affordability and rent control is key. It's very, very important. So I look forward to having some Fridays that are coming up where we're going to be talking with more professionals in the area, people running for mayor and saying, what is the what is the proper growth here? And how do we be careful with the water issues we have? Right? How, how can we grow responsibly and how can we make sure that things stay affordable, but we don't have you know, this government restriction coming in and we're violating people's property rights? Very important topics. If you have questions, you want to be part of the conversation, I'd love to talk with you. It's Justin Hermes, 719-232-1063. That's 232-1063. You're going to hear from ABC News. Then make sure you stick around. We're going to have Kyle Ernst in from House Check. He's going to talk about the things you need to be doing as we come into spring to make sure your house is in good condition. We'll be right back here on The Extra. All right, folks, thanks for sticking with us. We got Kyle Ernst in here. Kyle's been doing home inspections for quite a while here. And so, uh, Kyle, tell us a little bit about how you got started. Okay. How are you? I'm great. Good. I'm great. Good. Good. Um, I got started with home inspections back in 2000. 
Um, I worked for a company called Entech Engineering, so I worked as soils and, uh, you know, um, geology-type things. I got a degree in geology. Um, so that's how I got into soils. And then home inspections kind of came into that zone because there's a lot of foundational stuff and soil stuff in, in home inspections. So anyway, a guy offered to sell me his company, so I bought it, and it's been in business 35 years. Um, so I've been doing it 20, 23 years now, and I've probably done 6,000 home inspections. So I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of foundations and and homes and roofs and furnaces. So, um, but, you know, so I've been doing that for 23 years. It's all good. <laughs> that's great. That's great. So tell us a little bit, you know, and that's the thing here in, in Colorado Springs is we deal with these different soils throughout the different areas and there's a, abandoned mine shafts and there's just things that somebody new moving here would maybe say, I didn't know any of this ever existed. And it breaks my heart because sometimes I hear about people who don't even get a home inspection, right? Especially when the market was crazy, they're going, we'll buy it as is. We'll, you know, know it. And then all of a sudden they're starting to have some foundation issues. And that is obviously the most important thing when you're looking at a house. Well, it's probably the biggest thing because if the foundation shot, you got high expense to fix a foundation. But yeah, we got all kinds of soils. We got uh, beds that are vertical beds. We've got uh, um, expansive soils, collapsible soils. So there's a lot of different soils out there. And prior to the 80s, late 80s, they didn't really know what expansive soils did and how they worked. So homes built in the 60s could be sitting right on a clay soil. And if water gets to that clay, it, it can expand 4 or 5% and really move the whole house. And so uh, it's important to have a home inspection, get somebody in there that can check the foundation, check you know, make sure things are draining properly. Water is so corrosive. We don't think of water as being corrosive, but I would say water is one of is probably number one problem uh, with damage to a home. Not just the plumbing, but around the house, drainage around the house, roof drainage. You know, ninety percent of the water comes off your roof, and almost every single home I walk up to has poor roof drainage. So the gutters are just draining right next to the foundation and that water has nowhere to go. It has to go, it just goes straight down. And once it gets around your foundation, you can get water in your basement, in your crawl space. But most importantly, that water can affect that soil and either call it, cause it to sink or cause it to expand. And um, then you got real problems with the house always moving because every time it gets wet, it expands and then it dries out, it collapses. And so you've got this constant, almost a breathing activity on your house. And the thing is, is sometimes you don't even know. And, you know, cause you're having this, the dry season for three to four years. And it was back in like 2015, I believe 16, when we had that 80 year, 
rain and all those homes up on Broadmoor Bluff started shifting yep. and having issues because, you know, and that's the concerning thing is this isn't like something you can, you have to look for it and you have to know what you're getting into because it's not going to be always obvious and say, oh, there's a huge crack in the foundation. Right, right. yeah. Well, and we know about the moving soils up on, along the front range. There's a lot of areas where you've got land landslides and it, that water gets wet, it, it, it can start moving. And so they've, you know, condemned homes up there. And then we've got the mine shafts, but you can go online and find the maps for the mine shafts to find out what areas they are, mainly rock rimming. And they've got some areas up by the college there that were uh, had mines. Um, but, in, Cr- in Cragmore. Yeah. And you can, you can buy mine insurance it's not very expensive and that covers you from any mine subsidence so if the mine starts to uh, subside a little bit and your house moves a little bit you, they can come in and uh, help you pay for any repairs i think it's lords of london or is it is it the federal program i think it's a federal program that does that yeah i've called them once yeah not because i had issues but to know about it because right, i right. had a property on magnolia which was in Right, right. Which is in Cragmore. And you knew yeah. about that, you yeah. know, when you looked at that house and you said, well, this, you know, it's probably far enough beneath that you're not going to have yeah. an issue. Yeah. I mean, the weird thing is, is it if the mine collapses just a little bit, say it's, say it's a foot wide, but it's 200 feet deep, that little foot wide spot can grow and grow and grow by the time it gets up to two. 200 feet it's it can collapse six inches just six inches and and that can cause major structural problems to your house and once once your foundation moves everything above that starts to move so it's a slow process and like you say you don't know it's happening until it starts to happen especially with water because if you don't let get your drainage away from the house that water can over time um, and it's a slow process, but then you can start seeing movement. So drainage around the house is important because we really, it, we've got so many different homes, different styles of foundations. Some are just uh, stem wall on grade, and the stem wall on grade has a tendency to knife into the soil when it gets wet. And so we've just got a lot of different foundations here in, here in Colorado Springs over the years that they've designed, engineers have tried this way and <laughs> tried different methods of dealing with the expansive soils. So, folks, if you're listening right now, we're kind of painting a little bit of a horror story for you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but what I want you to do is I want you to stick around because we're going to go into a commercial break. Then we're going to come back. Kyle's going to talk about some of the preventative things you can do to make sure your house is in good shape before things get worse. And if you need to get, you know, a lot of people think home inspection just when they're buying or selling. A lot of the time, it's good to have a home inspection done, get a baseline for your house, make these repairs before they get worse. So reach out to Kyle with House Check, 719-266-1645. That is 719-266-1645. We'll be right back here on the Extra after these messages. Okay, folks, thanks for sticking around. We're talking with Kyle here from House Check. We talked a lot about soils, different areas of the springs and that's one thing you know if you're sitting in an area like Cragmore it doesn't mean it's you know oh my goodness you got to be 
totally careful about the. You just need to know, like Kyle said, where the mines are at. Look at the maps. And so, if you have questions for Kyle, call him at seven one nine two six six one six four five. That's two six six. One six four five. He can tell you, you know, depending on the area of town you're in, answer some of these questions for you. He's been doing it for a long time. But Kyle, talk a little bit about the things you can't control. Like if you already own a home in Cragmore, you can't, you know, you could obviously sell it and move, and that may not be the the case. It's not like that whole area has a no. black mark on it. It's just. No. But what are the things you can control? Is the maintenance of the home? Yeah. What are you doing now? And so talk about some of those. Things. You started getting into the water. So I, if you can just yeah. bring up maybe the top three things you'd say for a homeowner right. to be aware of right now, that'd be great. Well, coming into the spring, I would say, you know, make water is so corrosive and you don't un, really understand how bad it can be. So it can be splashing up against the house and that wears out the paint, um, just all kinds of things. So water, getting all the water around your house, away from the house, the drainage, and in some areas in Colorado Springs, it's hard to get drainage because the lots are so flat. So there's there's ways to deal with that. You can put in perimeter drains and things like that. But the most, like I say, most of the water comes off the roof. So if you can get your gutters clean and make sure your gutters stay clean and make sure they're in good shape and get the downspouts, you know, six, five, six feet away from the house, that's going to reduce any... Uh, chance of their foundation moving and then of course it's just regular maintenance just like you it's just like a big car you know you gotta maintain your car change the oil do those things so you want to you know maintain your your furnace uh check your water heaters i'm gonna i'm gonna cut in real quick on the the water thing because i do think you know like you talked about you can get the downspouts there's a lot of things you can do um, but if you're still experiencing issues, you can put in a perimeter drain, right? I sure. mean, that's something's going to cost maybe ten, twelve thousand. But if you're right. having serious issues, you may not be able to fix yeah. it with just improving the grading, right, right. and the drainage, and, right? And there's ways you can you can put in a perimeter drain that goes into a sump pit, and and those pipes would pick up any water around the foundation. They empty into a a little pit. And then you have a, a sump pump in the in there. They can push that water out, and then you take that you know ten feet away from the house, so the water is being pumped away from the house. And a lot of homes today are built with that in mind. Mm-hmm. So the newer homes, going back to even the '90s, have perimeter drains around them, and a lot of them will have a sump pit. So it's a sump pit you have to monitor it and make sure that that pump is operational so if we ever do get a big huge rainstorm it might pick up some of that water it's going to pump it out so it's a monitoring thing with that Um, but you know uh, if you've got like a crawl space a lot of times it's it's easy to put a some kind of sump system in to protect the foundation and that's what those are but newer homes now they do uh, extensive um, investigations on the soils. They go in, drill holes. Um, before the homes are ever built, they look at the soil and design the foundations for the soil it's going to be sitting on. They mitigate any expansive soils, put in the sump pits and things like that. So a newer home's going to have those issues uh, corrected, 
And then it's a matter of monitoring any a sump pit or any kind yeah. of system that may be in the house to to uh, mitigate for any water. And as I just, you know, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I wanted to make the point because there's some people out there who go, well, how do I fix it? I mean, and there can yeah. be things that can be done to oh, fix sure. these things and address them. And you start with the things you can do yeah. yourself, the grading, the right. downspouts. But if it doesn't work, then you can yeah. have a professional come yeah. out. And it's not like, oh, no, it's all over. Call it quits. Yeah. There, no. There's things that and can there's, there's yeah. things that can always be yeah, done. Yeah. But it's like you said, if you know about it on the front end, right? Then you can exactly. budget for it. You can you know you can plan on it, right? And it's really a maintenance thing. You know, if you can keep the water away, you're not going to have as many problems. So even with the older homes, but some of these older homes don't even have gutters. You know, so the water comes off the roof, it drops three feet from the foundation, and that water has nowhere to go. It has to go down, so it goes down. Unless you've got some decent drainage, especially downtown and some of these older areas of this town, the lots are so flat, the water just doesn't have anywhere to go. And it pools yeah. right next to the foundation, and that's a that's a big problem. So there's But there's ways to mitigate for yeah, that. Yeah, and I think the other thing, too, is some people, you know, we get these hailstorms, and everyone gets their new roof, and sometimes they, oh, I'll save money, I won't put the new gutters on or the, the company that does it says, oh, don't worry about the gutters. They're fine. And they got holes in them and you have yeah. issues. So a lot of the time just evaluating your gutters, right. um, you know, is a big, th- is a big right. thing, but and this is keep, the time to do it. Clean. Going into spring is a great time yeah. to make sure your house is all set as far as the exterior is. You mentioned we got about two minutes left. You mentioned furnace as one of the next things. Yeah. You know, it's maintaining your furnace. You can have it checked by a professional the thing about a professional, make sure they clean the fan. I've seen so many places where I walk in and the the furnace guys come in and evaluated the furnace, but they didn't clean the fan. So the fan is really the guts of the thing. It's moving the air. If it's all dirty, it's not going to efficiently move that air yeah, through the house. You're right. We see it all the time. People go, well, the, the um, furnace can't be dirty. We just yeah. had it serviced yeah. before the home inspector showed up. Right. And then you say, well, right. here are the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Does it look clean to you? Yeah. And they go, well, I, best, yeah. I bet we better call the company back out. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the response we usually it's, get. Well, but that's, And it's tedious work to clean the fan. But, you know, the thing in a house is water is so critical. So you want to make sure your toilets are tight. You want to make sure your drainage in your sinks is in good shape and there's no leaks because water just it, it gets on stuff and it just starts to deteriorate things. So, you know, making sure your dishwasher drains properly and and uh, things like that. So when I go through a house, I go through, I check every little thing. I check all the windows. I check all the uh, plumbing. I check the under the sinks. I check for leaks, check the toilets, the tubs. Uh, you know, it's, it's just some, the tubs are, and shower areas are critical because water gets behind those tiles. They'll start loosening them up. Then you can get fungal growth and kind of things like that. So keeping, keeping things uh, with water maintained is, is critical in your house. So that's probably the big takeaway from the conversation we just had. If you heard anything, it is pay attention to water. Yeah. That's your enemy. Yeah, it's, it really is the enemy of a home, and it's, it'll really uh, deteriorate everything. The exterior is critical, too. you got to keep your 
uh, siding painted and stuff. There you go, folks. If you want to continue the conversation with Kyle, reach out to him at 719-266-1645. That is 266-1645. That's Kyle with House Check. Thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. I, I appreciate you getting me in here. You got it. All right, folks, stick around. You got Tom Martino joining you next.